Welcome to episode 274 of Crack the Customer Code. This episode is rated K for kicking butt. It's pretty exciting around here today at Crack the Customer Code because we are going international. Like a man of mystery. Right? <laughs> Not just a man of mystery, a woman but of mystery. A, a person of mystery. mystery. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how a Austin Powers would no. feel about that. Wasn't he the international man of mystery? He was, yes. Yes. And that movie probably came out how I long ago I'm now? I'm to remember, Jeannie. Why don't you tell me? Uh-huh. <laughs> sure you are. Sure well, we, you are. <laughs> uh, we have gone across the pond and then across the channel because we have Ninka Bloom, <laughs> uh, who is just killing it with customer experience over in Europe and has some really innovative things she's doing with customer experience. Uh, in fact, she is one of the people who is training the customer experience professionals. She is actually teaching people how to get their CCXP. That's right. That's right. And she's really um, kind of been there for the evolution of customer experience within Europe and specifically out of the Netherlands. But she has a lot of innovative ideas and is super fun to talk to. So I think we should just tell people about Ninka, don't you? Let's do it. <laughs> Ninka Bloom is an MBA and CCXP. She is a keynote speaker and inspires audiences with best practices and proven methodologies. Besides a public speaker, she is a trusted advisor for boards and guides organizations in their leadership journey. With her 20 years experience in strategic change management positions within telecom, customer experience, financial, and IT businesses, she knows how large corporate organizations work. She is a certified customer experience professional, CCXP, and an authorized resource and training provider of the CXPA. She also founded the Customer Experience Game, which is an engaging and fun way to experience CX. Ninka, we're so happy you're here with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on your show, on your podcast. Uh, well, thanks so much for being here, Ninka. It was a, a pleasure. You and I got to know each other a few months ago, and you told me the story of how you fell into customer experience, and you really did just sort of fall into it. And, and I love the story. So tell us about how that happened and what it was like to be at the forefront of customer experience in the early days in Europe. Well, I was, I was um, about 17 years in different uh, positions in large corporates, from marketing, sales, operations, IT. And then a headhunter, they asked me if I wanted to um, go for a customer experience position with the Dutch incumbent telco. And I was like, customer experience? What is that? So I Googled it, to be honest. And it was about strategic change um, through the acts of the, uh, on, yeah, the based on customers. And I was like, that's actually, I've always done a lot of change through the eyes of employees, so more on employee engagement. That's also why, what I've got my MBA on. But I thought that was actually really, really a great position and all my business knowledge um, was in it. So actually I was, um, well, I applied and they really wanted me. So there I was and, you know, they they did a lot on NPS already, but all three program um, directors, they one of them had a burnout and two uh, uh, were sacked because there was just no progress. And I think I was there with my team at the right time. And we really thought about a strategy that we wanted to take and how to make this large, rather corporate uh, 
formerly a government-owned company, how to really transform that. And I was looking for a consultant that could help me with it. But I must be honest, most consultants were just doing business process redesign and they just gave it a new name. And then we were with the team. We said, we're going to do it ourselves. And then we, we built this strategy and worked on it for two and a half years and really booked our successes in, um, well, when we started, I think, no, I, I know for sure, NPS was minus 14. And in two and a half years in, in the consumer market, uh, so both in um, uh, in mobile as in uh, in internet and TV, we managed to uh, get it up to plus two. And I think even now it's plus 11. So if you just build a really solid strategy, stick to it and just so stick, make a plan and stick to the plan. Um, yeah, it, it, it works consistently. It works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, that's it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that must have been daunting to see that negative NPS and kind of dive in like that. So kudos to you to doing that. And, you know, I'm curious, too, because we've kind of grown up with CX here in the United States for a while, but uh, it's been a little bit different in Europe. And so were you able to find other passionate customer experience professionals uh, at that time when this was kind of a new idea in Europe to collaborate, to learn from, to share success, anything like that? Well, that, that was pretty difficult because there were not so many people. There were some, but they were not in the same position with the real team. They were not positioned right um, you know, one level be below the CEO. So it was more programs or little teams. Um, so it was difficult. So I peered with uh, at that time with Forrester. I became a member of their peer network and I really learned from peers in Europe. So I decided to uh, join more like peer groups. Uh, and uh, what also really helped me was presenting at several events uh, uh, about customer experience, because when we when the NPS started to rise and, and improve, everybody was like, how are you doing that? So people were really interested. So that was also a nice way of getting in touch with other people. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I really got into uh, um, with other CX pros. But I must be honest, now we're uh, almost five years after I started, and now it's really getting like hip and happening and it's mm -hmm. the momentum is here in, in Europe where everybody is talking about customer experience, about customer journey mapping, about voice of the customer. So that's actually good news. I'm really happy about that. Yes, and I agree. You were, you were an early CCXP, right? Well, now uh, almost a year. So uh, I was not the earliest, but uh, I, I, I didn't, I must be honest, I, I learned about it, I think a year and four months ago at a CXPA meeting. And then there were uh, two ladies in the um, in the Netherlands who had their C CCXPs. And the first thing I thought, I, I want to have that. I want to be that. that just... So when I came home from the meeting, I booked my, I became a member of the CXPA and I booked my exam. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And we should explain CCXP is Certified Customer Experience Professional. Um, and that's administered through the CXPA, which is the Customer Experience Professionals Association, which... I'm really involved with and passionate about. Yeah. And so I'm thrilled to hear that you're part of it and uh, helping us bang the drum over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm yes. really happy that with the CXPA, I'm also a member of the board here in the Netherlands. And um, what we're really, uh, I, I went to the UK because there was actually nothing in the continental Europe uh, to learn about uh, and to really study for CCXP. So I went to the UK for myself for a masterclass. And I decided to bring that over to continental Europe, and uh, together with Rosaria Srillo, we um, uh, we designed a masterclass, and we sent all the materials to the uh, 
to the CXPA, and we're now also uh, uh, two of the eight people in the world that are authorized um, resource and training partners. So now I'm also um, allowed to train people to become CCXP. So I'm amazed oh, that great. in one year, um, that step, I've, I've made that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, good for you. That's amazing. And, you know, speaking of training, this gets to one of my favorite uh, favorite pieces of the interview I've been looking forward to because <laughs> you have innovated something that I have never seen before, have never even heard of before. You actually have a customer experience game and uh, you created it from scratch and I know you use it in your training. So tell us about the idea for it and how you use it. Well, I, as, a, as a keynoter, because lots of my work, what I do is, uh, is speaking. And then when you're there, when you're at events or in other countries, uh, you're always often, of your, not often asked to do a breakout or uh, a session with the board. And um, these sessions were actually pretty good, but there was also there was also a little voice in me that the engagement I thought was not good enough. And uh, well, of course, you cannot change the world in two hours with a workshop. So let's be honest. But I what? thought there could be a little bit more fun in there. It was too dry. Um, and I think customer experience is about experience. And I was really looking for how can I bring experience in these workshops, in these breakouts. So then we were like with uh, Bob's Asselbergs, we. Um, we thought we, we both like games. What if we design a game and we just tried it out and we, oh, in a more like an agile way in sprints, we really designed, redesigned. And now we've got this game that is the workshop is the game where people come in, they know nothing and they just proceed, play, are excited. They can win something and they play in teams against each other about on the three pillars that are for me in a, in a real solid customer experience strategy. So they, learn and experience customer experience and it's actually a real fun and engaging way so we i think we really started half a year ago and things are a little bit crazy right now because um another colleagues of ours uh ian golding wrote a blog about it and we are having so many people that want to learn about it and want to join so it's 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 great it's it's amazing yeah and so if you have this game and you you see all this appetite right now for and curiosity around customer experience, what do you think um what do you think are some of the areas within customer experience that everybody needs to learn more about? Everybody could walk away and think this could apply to me whether I'm a chief marketing officer or a CEO. What are some of the topics within customer experience that you think we need to educate people on in general more? Well, I think there's, for me, about the framework that that we've used at KPN in the time and that I still use in my lectures and in my, and it's, um, is that there's actually three strategic pillars that you should work on. And the first of all is listening to your customer. So really the voice of the customer. It's about the metrics, about listening. It's about, um, well, getting the voice of the customer within the company, closed loop feedback. So when a customer is not happy or has a, um, has a complaint or a signal that you call him or her and uh, improve your processes. So really uh, listen, um, analyze, report, and act. For me, these elements are essential when you look at a strategy in customer experience. Bring that customer into your company. So that's, for me, the first pillar. Uh, and the second pillar is about brand delivery in your customer journey. Who are you as a, as a company? What are you different from your well, from your competitors, what do you actually promise? Do you have a brand promise or customer promises? And if you know that, how do you translate that in all these touch points of your customer journey? 
Um, so that's actually the second pillar. So the first voice of the customer and the second is about brand delivery. And the third pillar, it's really about employee ambassadorship, about employee engagement, how to um, well, how to see how your employees are really aligned with your brand, if they can deliver your brand and your customer promises, are they willing, are they enthusiastic? So it's lots of HR also involved. So it's the voice of the customer, brand delivery, your customer journey, and about employee engagement. If you work through these uh, three strategic pillars, you will really book success. I, I promise that. Well, I'm all about success. What about you, Jeannie? I like it. You know, I, I'm a contrarian. I really enjoy success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to be, and maybe to be, and, and to make it in a broader sense, I think, Adam, we talked about that also when we met, is um, I, I think there's two really big heroes of mine who symbolize two ways of looking at customer centricity, at customer experience. It's either the Steve Jobs way or the Richard Branson way. And people always like that. Oh, well, that's interesting because they're heroes of ours. And um, I think when you look at the Steve Jobs way, it's about the voice of the customer. You really change. You bring the customer in. You bring their wishes and maybe the wish you don't even know about, that they don't know about. Really listen to them and, and, and apply these changes. And more the Richard Branson way is about making your employees happy. So much more the employee engagement way. Um, and because what he says, if your employees are happy, they will make your customers happy. And I think, well, these two kind of ways of looking at the change process are very interesting. And for me, it's chicken or egg. It doesn't really matter, but start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Choose a strategy. Do you, uh, so you, so you consider the ways equal. You'd say it's, it really doesn't matter. You, you don't have a preference for either way? Well, it, 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 of course, it depends. Well, that's what I learned in my MBA. But I think it's really you have to look at you have to look at the, the strengths and the situation of the organization. Is it an organization that's maybe more bluish and um, they have more? It's much more about analytics, about reporting, and it's lots of academics. I would really more choose the Steve Jobs way, listening to your customer, bring that in to soften it more up and. To really, because when customers say things and that's brought in, that really is a, um, a way to change. And when you're having more like, uh, um, there's a lots of engagement, people are really willing. I would choose, I would choose more the uh, Richard Branson way. So I think it depends. Um, and, and asking a couple of questions to organizations, you'll find your way. Right. I mean, yeah. it's always always context dependent, right? Yeah, it is context dependent. But I always think just choose your way, and. Act because there's a lot of talk and a lot of strategic planning and la 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 la. I think action is the only route when it comes to customer experience success. Uh, we're gonna drop well, the drop the mic right there. I'd say. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love the advice of just start because I think that's where a lot of folks fall down. Unfortunately, they like plan and plan and plan and plan and plan, and then it's three years later and they haven't done anything to improve the customer experience. So that alone um, can create action. So love that. Yeah. So I love what you're doing with the customer experience game and really, you know, attacking this in such a, an ingenious way. So I'm sure other people want to hear more and want to connect with you. So how can our listeners find you online and connect with you if they want more information? Well, what I really love is to connect through LinkedIn. LinkedIn is for me a very well, important and I think also a nice social way of connecting. So, well, send me an invite on uh, uh, LinkedIn on Ninka Bloom um, or um, have a look on my website, ninkabloom.com. But, well, especially when I'm looking at what's happening now, the customer experience game.com and have a look at what we're, what we're offering. But LinkedIn, I would like that. 
<laughs> all right. Well, we will make sure all of those links are in the show notes. And thank you so much, Nick. This was a fascinating conversation. Really enjoyed getting your take on everything. And I'm excited to one day play that game. I know. Me well, too. Well, let's do that. I'll bring it to the States next year. And I'm having a little bit because we have our first associate in the USA and she's going to sign this week. So then the customer experience game will also be played in the USA. And we're still looking for some more. So if people are interested, they're welcome. Excellent. Well, we can't wait to have some fun and play a game with you. So yeah. thanks again for being here with us. Thank you. And I really love your show. So I've already oh, made a little you. bit of um, did some promotion and I will do some more. Oh, oh excellent. You. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Jeannie. Yes, Adam. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> You've been dying to say that that whole interview. <laughs> the whole interview. Can you can you name the computer that that's famous for saying that phrase? Was it Hal? No. Oh. It was the Whopper? W O P R. That was from War Games, right? War Games. Yes. Exactly. Professor Falcon, do you want to play a game? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, yeah. and I'm happy that we're actually talking about customer experience and not global thermonuclear war here today. So this was a <laughs> Great conversation. Uh, I love what Nick is doing. And she, she has a really good t- takeaways. And I, I like the three pillars. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good, too. And I think the I think just understanding how to apply some business discipline to customer experience and, and the leadership around that. Um, I think that's something we continue to work on. And so it's great to get her perspective and how they're really launching this in Europe and taking this really around the globe and making all worldwide customers happier that's a simple goal we have (laughs) we are thinking globally and acting locally we are doing it excellent excellent and just and just for everybody i just realized we're sort of being rude uh all right the whole reference we just made was to a movie called war games from the 80s with matthew broderick so if you were actually born after this movie that's how you can find it. It'll be on IMDb. You'll go, oh, wow, <laughs> these people are old. Why am I listening to them? But at least you know now where it comes from. No, they're going to think Adam's old. Why am I listening to <laughs> Yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about what you guessed the computer's name was, how, and where that came from. Like no, let's not. You know what? I think classic movies are really important to know about. <laughs> so that's where that comes from. <laughs> That, oh, we're going to go with that. Okay? We're going <laughs> to leave it there. Uh, All right, Jeannie. Well, take, take us away before we go completely off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code and our movie reviews. <laughs> we are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. If you like C-Suite Radio, don't forget, check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. It's all on demand at csuitetv.com. We really appreciate you spending your valuable time with us. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our customer experience investigation consulting at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Deporek, and you can learn more about me and our customer service workshops and training at customersvetstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.